This is a HeadGum Original. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Halflings, before we get into this week's episode, I have an incredibly exciting announcement to make, which is that we have a new stretch goal on our Patreon, which is when we hit 550 patrons, we will start work on an Outlaws and Obelisks mini source book, which will be filled with homebrew items, locations, lore, all so that you can run games in the incredible world of Utarum made by the unbelievable Jeremy Cobb. So if that sounds like something fun and you would enjoy that, then why not head over to patreon.com forward slash tb halflings check out all of the awesome content that you get on there and as well as helping us towards that stretch goal also if you are one of the 550 patrons that helps us hit that goal we will give you the source book for free 100 free to thank you for being a patron you get bonus episodes on the patreon you get live streams you get halfling hangouts you get actual play talkbacks so go and check out patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings. Links also in the show description below. Please help out this show so that we can begin work on this incredible source book. It's going to be mind blowing. I'm so excited for it. Thank you so much, Halflings. Enjoy this week's episode. Two. <laughs> Thanks for that little uh, tongue flick there, Jeremy. We missed that on the. There Good we on. go. Thank you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, absolutely not. Terrible. Absolute, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Jeremy, you look so strained when you were doing that because you were like leaning over. You know? <laughs> Be gone. Liv you, know, Be gone. Liv, you know how you were saying you needed content for the YouTube? Yeah, well, this is, this is this, it, That was yeah. recorded. Uh, that was recorded. I have um, so, a strange, short. weird thing that I can do with my tongue. Good. Good stuff. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. No, I can't. I can't do that again. <laughs> nasty, nasty boy. <laughs> oh God. <clears throat> oh, that was nasty, Jeremy. You're a nasty, nasty boy. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, this episode is going to be carnage already. I can fucking tell. I will. It'll be a miracle if we had to talk about this. But it's fucking treasury of dragons. <laughs> what? What? Oh my what? God. How okay. many attempts is this? Is this the fourth attempt? The third, third, third or fourth, or fourth yeah, attempt? I think we've... so. Oh no, actually, you know, it's fourth because we tried to do one just us yeah. two, Jeremy, and then it ended up getting moved before Liv even joined. That's how long this fucking crusade's been going. We have been trying to record oh, this okay. for like a month plus. Oh. This oh is it. God! Oh, Fourth okay. time right. is the charm. Oh, now we're here. Fourth time, and now we. It's here. all we better stay okay. in. <laughs> oh, oh dear! Jasper to take another <laughs> drink. <laughs> no, no, no! You do it! You do it! Live! Do it! Live! Do it! Come on! Come on! Do it! Do it! Come on! 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 Come on!
everybody. My name is Jasper William Cartwright, but I think I may need to step away from the show as Liv has replaced me already. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh that my was you. goodness. Well, that was you wow. who did that. And I am joined today by, I mean, who that, was that? I don't know who it could have been. That was, that was Jasper William Cartwright, but I'm, hi, my name's Olivia Kennedy and some people call me Liv. That's it. Some people call me Jasper William Cartwright, apparently. <laughs> it's, the, it's, still, it's the slight it's still the second high. <laughs> it's the yeah. slight. And some people call me <laughs> Liv. Liv. <laughs> like as if you're Liv, trying to it. think of yeah, it. That, that's what it you're is. You're trying to be like, some people call me, yeah, I don't know, Liv. It's like, sure, I was like, oh, can I, it's like, can I be funny? Yeah, yes. It's like, for once I'll, in my life, I'll can I be funny? No, 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 no. Just stick stick to what you know. Stick to what you know. I got nothing. I think my favorite part of that as well was that you did the Hello Halflings and then still did <laughs> it's just very casual very you know very chill when you come to my intro when you like stop on over from the hype train that is jasper's intro it's just everything's chill it's just sure. I mean, hype train you, you were like a hype yeah, rocket. Was... did you hear the note oh. that you hit that was impressive uh, and i am jeremy cobb but fee calls me squilliam fancy son you know when you get the uh, the the you have a uh, you have a, a, a yes, top hat, Jeremy. I actually, can go get it. For, That's William. Fancy I can get it right son. now. Everyone, wait with bait with baiting we will, breath. We'll hold on. We'll hold the fort. Mm-hmm. In fact, actually, yeah. what I can do is talk a little bit about what we're actually going to do oh, on this that's episode. A good idea. Which is we're going to be talking a little bit. Uh, about a new campaign setting that both me and Jeremy are creating for the upcoming D&D in a Castle adventure, which is ah. going to be incredible, where you, if you want to, if you uh, head on over to the D&D in the Castle, there'll be a link probably in the description below, uh, can come over to the UK and play Dungeons and Dragons in a Castle with me ah. and Jeremy as joint DMs. And we will be talking a little bit about that as a campaign setting returned. alongside... He's returned with the hat. Oh. There it is. There you go. Uh, absolutely there you go. incredible. There he is. Squilliam Fancy Son in the flesh. Quite, quite. And the reason why we will be talking about something, uh, we will also be talking about uh, Fisben's Treasury of Dragons because this campaign setting that me and Jeremy are creating is... Inspired by all things yes. draconic. Uh, not just your normal dragons, eh, yes. Jeremy? Not just your normal dragons, but dragons from different yes. cultures. And when we say normal, what we basically mean is your cliched, sort of like Euro mixed uh, dragon. Your four yeah, your four legged, six limbed, uh, two winged dragons with the, yeah, with the wings and the fire breathing and the evil. Mm-hmm. And the, the evil and the association and the, and with the Satan. the hoarding and the sitting on the tr- treasure. Yeah. Yeah, the association with Satan is really yeah, one mainly to because all I, care I think, about. You know I mean? think cultures had the the just dragons, and then mm-hmm. when Christians mm-hmm. moved in, because there's in the Book of Revelation, there's a reference to like uh, Satan being a serpent slash a dragon. People were like, "Well, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's associate there. See, there you go. Those dragons you guys believe in. There you go." Mm-hmm. That's what they are. They're Satan. Yeah. There you go. They sound like they're agents of Satan. They're Satan. They sound like they're they're ruining it for everyone. Yeah. I think maybe. I think maybe a little yeah. bit of a bummer. I think maybe it's worth uh, just sharing this little tidbit before. I think what we'll do is we'll share a little. Are bit we sharing a bit of tit? some of the uh, drag draconic? <laughs> uh, I mean, like research it all depends. that we have done. A little bit of tit. How much tit? It all depends. Yeah. Side. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to glide right <laughs> past this. I don't know if either of you have noticed, but I'm I'm no, attempting to take the large tit, so it's tough to uh, it's tough to glide over, <laughs> even with just a bit of it. <laughs> 
So anyway, the name of this setting uh, yes. is called William Fancy Son. <laughs> Will you please pull yourself uh, together? I have <laughs> never been more together. Uh, and my name is Squilliam, it, it, true, not indeed. William. Squilliam. Uh, Sorry, but squilliam, the squilliam, name squilliam. of this setting, uh, the current working, the, <gasps> yes. the current working title for this setting is Udraco. Udraco. Yeah. Uh, please tell everyone about the uh, inspiration for Udraco. Yes, uh, Udraco. We had a different name, but then we were like, I, I've thought to myself, yeah, maybe we could do better. So I was looking up different cultural words for dragons, and I came to Zulu, mm-hmm. and I looked up, uh, I looked up the Zulu word for dragon, and according to Google, Udraco is the the Zulu word for dragon. Uh, Unati, if you hear this, Very... please write in and tell us whether or not that is correct. <laughs> right. Let's clarify. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. <laughs> Full prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> this makes them even more black! Cake glitches and bitches. Lands in the cusp of a into something real big now basically the way we'll structure this um maybe we'll we'll talk a little bit about dnd in the castle mm-hmm. first probably uh and then uh, a little bit of the research we found then we'll talk about fizzbins and then we'll finish up uh with maybe some some little teaser uh things uh tease some things from the setting that maybe might get people excited if they're maybe like oh maybe i want a book uh, to play dnd in the castle with jeremy mm-hmm. and jasper maybe and then maybe like they hear the teasers and they're like oh i gotta do it i gotta do it i gotta get this gotta that sounds pretty good it sounds right um yeah yeah, we will be, me and Jeremy will be joint DM yeah. at a castle in Newcastle. Yeah. Of all places, actually. Uh, the players get to meet in a tavern. Uh, before, an like actual a, tavern. An actual yes. tavern. Wow. They, like, fly in from the, like, from wherever they're, wherever they, they, they're coming from. Uh, and then they meet in an actual tavern and, like, have, like, a drink, whatever, on, like, the, the Friday. And then on the Saturday, we all meet at the castle and we, yeah, start playing D&D. And there's a banquet yes. hall. There's, like, an actual banquet. It's all catered. And you, yeah, and you sleep at the castle as well. And then you wake up and it's kind of just like, hey, look. I'm here. You're here. Let's play. It's it's not even just us. There, you'll get to meet. Uh, there are other D and D luminaries who will be showing up to this. Ginny D mm. is going to be there. Dice Ooh. Cream Sandwich, whom I have played yeah. with. Uh, he's a real fun dude. Uh, and actually, so I've played with some of the people who will be at his table as well. Uh, so that's going to be a blast. Oh, um, very in cool. fact, I don't I don't know if the vod of that is still up, but uh, if it is, I, go check out Dice Cream Sandwich. See if you can find the vod of me playing with him. So, it was yeah, great. Go check him out uh, Kelly yeah. Kelly Lynn D'Angelo is going to be there. Uh, like it's it's a, it's a it's an absolute murderer's row, folks. Uh, it's very very exciting. Yeah, and it's gonna be four days, four days of four constant days of nothing but DND. Nothing but please f f in the chat for mine and Jeremy's plan yes. sessions because <laughs> let's be honest. For after after two days, after a day. They're it's already out the be, window. We're already. It's, we're what this is gonna be is like. I feel like after the uh, first hour like several hours of play it's gonna be a game of us just trying to stay ahead like it's gonna be just mm-hmm. we're yep. just gonna be in a yep. full dead sprint fleeing the players as they're just eating through <laughs> all of the story elements <laughs> rampaging through everything just throwing we more and more things yeah, in their yeah, way yeah. just trying to <laughs> 
What we're actually planning is that, uh, like, I will be in the next room whilst Jeremy DMs, watching him DMing whilst trying to plan the whole next section, and then like we're gonna just in and out. hop yeah. like that, like yeah, over like, each okay, other. Drenched in sweat. No, but uh, it, <laughs> Dre- uh, absolutely so drenched in sweat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, what we I think we will be doing is, uh, as uh, myself and Jeremy often like to do, I think this is a, a very similar aspect to our DMing styles, is providing our players with a sandbox. Uh, uh, you know, we will probably plan this this whole world within an inch of its life mm. so that we uh, kind of are on the same page about it. And then and we will let the let the players loose, uh, I think, in uh, in this in this world. And I, I'm, I am genuinely so excited not only to play with some incredible people at an amazing uh, castle but also to get to join dm yeah. with jeremy i think that like what a what an what an honor we, we it's been so long since we've gotten to do that yeah it has been a minute that's, since we've gotten to do that and i'm excited to, to share the experience we've done it once before and it was mm-hmm. very fun actually mm-hmm. kind of picking up a session that the other yeah. person had and joining as for a, a character like, in between it as well because oh, that okay. was, that's, I, was yeah, I don't know if we mentioned yes. that part but there will also be an element where mm-hmm. we can play essentially NPCs who pop in yeah. uh, and assist with the adventure and can you know pop in and out from time to time uh, just to provide some continuity and additional and hopefully shenanigans. Hopefully, get it back on the rails. Always <laughs> 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 like, I'm like, that'd be real handy. But the thing is, knowing Jeremy, Jeremy would be like, hmm, I know where Jasper needs to go. But well, the thing is, if here, we don't get I there, then here. I have to get us there later. So <laughs> there has to be yes, some exactly. element of cooperation. Because if I'm just trying to constantly yeah. derail you, I'm also derailing myself. What is it like um, joint DMing, by the way? Is it like, uh, like, yeah, do you prefer joint DMing or to singular DMing? Or like, is it just a different experience altogether? I th- This will be kind oh. of new for us because we never swapped mm-hmm. as part of the same session. We would do uh, alternating mm. sessions. But I think it'll be a really fun thing because essentially it introduces sort of like a timed element as well, where it's oh. like for us, it's like, OK, you DM from here to here, potentially. Like you have this much story to try and cover yeah. or perhaps this much time to try and cover. And then the other person swaps back in and is like, cool, here we go. Mm. And yes. it just keeps it going. And so it I think it it uh, keeps things fresh and exciting for us and for the party yeah absolutely and i think it will provide uh you know i think there'll definitely be storylines and narratives and characters that maybe go in slightly different directions than maybe we had in our heads but like i think you know i think one of that's one of uh our strengths uh as a as a, as a duo is you know being able to kind of roll with those things and be and i'm very excited like honestly i'm a very collaborative person and i i think anything jeremy adds to my campaign setting is only going to improve sure. it so i'm very excited to see what what jeremy offers up mm-hmm. um yeah uh and where where i suddenly go hmm that i is my thieves guild i did not imagine there was going to be that much uh bondage involved but here we are okay cool let's go with it uh let's go with it Let, let's roll with it that's where, we're at. that's where we're at so let, that's we'll, what we'll see. Oh. yeah exactly exactly Cute. Um. Oh, how wonderful and whole, like a really yeah. wholesome. Uh, well, look, uh, yeah, BDSM, very, it's it's uh, all about skills. consent. I love that. Everybody's. It's not just. It's like you don't yeah. join the guild unless you want to join the guild. And emotional. Yeah, and there's always after yeah, 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 after yeah, every yeah, mission. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everybody sits around Absolutely. and makes sure that everyone is feeling emotionally and physically okay yeah. after the so heist. So much communication. So much thieves can't 
Yeah. Beast. Also, totally. a lot of chafing because you are wearing full like leather bondage garb while pulling heists. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If, sorry, be... Liv's comment so much thieves can. Thieves can. I just really, you got to be communicating. But also, I can imagine like as a mm. as a person who plays a rogue a lot of the time, um, that would be a lot of like you know just like oh yeah roll stealth it's just like oh roll with disadvantage because you keep squeaking in your leather bondage gear. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not, <laughs> the ba- the ball gag difficult. of stealthing, where it's like it gives you advantage because yeah. you can't speak, uh, oh. disadvantage on persuasion checks, but mm. uh, advantage on stealth, mm. disadvantage on many other yeah, checks, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. <laughs> many, Any, uh, anything involving speaking, you cannot cast spells. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, let's not even get to animal handling hey, check. That, that oh, yeah, no, you're not having it. You. <laughs> like, Very you know creative I mean? uses like, of mage hell? hand no. in this game. <laughs> 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 so anyway, hard pivoting yeah, yeah, away yeah. from that conversation, which I'll admit I took us there, so that, that's a slip on, uh, slip on the wrist, a slap mm-hmm. on the wrist. Jesus. As much as you want uh, on the wrist, baby. <laughs> for me. I'm still in the guild. There we go. Um, <laughs> you're still in the guild. No, and I think uh, one of the other things I was going to say, one of the things I prefer about joint DMing, and this is something that generally I think me and Jeremy do quite a lot anyway, uh, uh, is just getting to plan mm. together. Like, I think it, uh, if, for me, I just find it a much quicker process whenever I've got a, like uh, someone else to soundboard mm. off because I tend to, I find it easier to stay in big picture uh, mode for a bit longer where you know you're really hashing out like deities and gods and kind of it, 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 you know into country mechanics uh, uh, you know intentions and things like that find that easier to stay in that frame whereas like what will always happen when I'm planning on my own is I'll go there's a deity of the sun and they look after the sun people and the sun people have a sun king and the sun king has sun minions <laughs> and then the sun minions have killed children who go to the sun nursery who <laughs> oh. they have you know killed I mean? children then, or they just have children Sorry, mm, you said have killed children. <laughs> yeah. Is that, oh, sorry. Yeah, I did not mean that. I meant to say, meant to say sun children, and it came <laughs> out as sun children, sun children. I think, is what I... Yeah, but so the sun nursery sounds adorable, which is not what I meant to say. Opposingly yeah. to the... the yeah, yeah, no. The sun... Yeah, what a lot of very bright yeah, sun kids. children do sound very cute. Oh, yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> they're, they're made of very pure good. sunlight. It's actually real hard to uh, to look at them, because they are literally mini suts, supernovas. Also very hot. Uncomfortably warm. Everyone is Yeah, it's very warm around them. Yeah, no, the, too, the temperature is too high. Should, should I give a little background? Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I was going to say that was one of the things I'm very excited about. But, I, and actually, I think you're about, you're about to suggest going on to a bit of background yes. about the setting, or at least some of the research yes. that we've done. Well, can I start to as a preface to your preface? Yes. Uh, because I would li- I would genuinely like to talk about the, the biology of where I think the myth that Jeremy is probably about to mm. explain comes from, because I think it's a very, very interesting one. Um, so uh, what, one of the really interesting things that, that had been found, and I'll let Jeremy kind of go into a bit more detail about this, was that there seems to be this presence of, uh, of, a, of a kind of man versus serpent slash snake uh, mythology throughout... Like nearly every culture, it's a lot like, like it was of wild how many it's we a found. Lot, a lot of it was like if you, if there was like a major culture that has like had recorded history that we can look back on, somewhere in there is some sort of either creationist story or kind of uh, end of the world cla- like you know calamitous story which revolved around man versus snake slash mm. dragon. 
Mm-hmm. And interestingly, like uh, Jemma talk more about that, but interestingly, so snakes on a biological level are man's oldest predator, which oh. is kind of interesting. Uh, so uh, snakes versus primates has been a thing for literally like, uh, I don't know, uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of years um, to the point where uh, all humans and primates have a fast twitch response to snake-like movement. Mm. And the, the reason they proved this theory is because the only primates uh, or monkeys or anything that don't have this is the lemurs of Madagascar because there is no snakes in Madagascar. It's like the, oh. one of the only places in the entire world where there are no presence of snakes at all. But snakes for the longest time have been eating babies, been eating human mm-hmm. and monkey babies. Uh, and that was like one of the biggest predators uh, of, of humans, uh, of humans young and monkeys uh, like, you know, gorillas and uh, uh, chimps and all, all kind of, uh, of monkey kind has been mm. snakes. So there is literally like a biological reason why so many cultures around the world share this kind of similar myth, like mythology, uh, because it's a, it's a very ingrained yeah. fear that a lot of, uh, fear of the danger have. Yeah. I, for one, am holding true to these traditions as I am terrified of these yeah. things. Uh, if you would like to see evidence of this, there is a video uh, from the first episode of The Cub and the Caterpillar yeah. in which Jeremy explains that the log that I have been pushing for the last 10 minutes was in fact a giant oh. snake that was just holding its body in kind of a stiff yeah. position. Jeremy, no. And I literally jumped yeah, out. Yeah, he ran off camera. It was horrible. We were filming moment. it and he ran, I ran out, out of I was frame. like, nope, nope. <laughs> and this was yes. live as well. <laughs> like it was not the, the, the best thing to do. But I have too vivid imagination. Mm. I was immediately there staring into the eye of a giant yeah. snake underwater, which oh, is even worse. Snake. Like underwater. Yeah. You can't get yeah, away. It's yeah. rough. It's, it's bad. Mm. It's very, very bad, Liv. I'm sorry. I don't like it. I, do, I don't like, like it. I, I don't like snakes. What, what's your opinion of snakes? My opinion of snakes? Uh, I a... think that the small ones, cute. Like them. I have friends who have the tiny little, uh, cute little noodle guys. They're very cute. Mm. Love them. A little, little, little noodles. Little, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, bigger ones, ooh, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. ooh. Bit, bit scared. I've seen a snake mm. open a door Those... handle, like it just reaches up, opens the door handle. Whoop. Whoa. Did it no, bite yeah. or did it wrap yeah, the, the yellow one, one? The yellow guy. Yo, yeah. that is the worst video. Yeah. It is the worst the video. Smack on the wrap around Too the door like, handle. One... Like, was it a handle or was it a yeah. knob? It was a handle, I think, and then it just okay, kind so of wraps just turn its like, handle. Yeah, just wraps its neck like and then press. it opens it and then just boom as it falls to the ground. It's Whoa. and it literally like hits the floor yeah. with a thud. This big Whoa. yellow like a python, uh, like an albino yeah, python. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they are the worst, by mm-hmm. the way. Like to the point where I've just taken my feet yeah, off of the fair. floor mm-hmm. of the chair because I have this weird mm-hmm. thing where I think that one's gonna sneak up on me. Oh and bite yeah, my no. Like okay, so. if you okay to make you slightly more comfortable, are you afraid of spiders? No. Okay. Well, in that spiders. case. Well, yeah. I'd love them. I wouldn't like be like, "Hey, yeah. come here, buddy." Hey, hey, I like tarantulas. You know what I mean? I'd be like, tarantulas are, uh, are are safer than a lot of other fla- uh, a lot of other spiders oh. uh, because their venom doesn't really. Yeah, I, I think they're kind of cool. I'm just saying, mm. I wouldn't be like if I didn't know what it yes. was. I wouldn't rush in and be like, hey, "What's what up, buddy?" Because I'd be like, "You might kill yeah. me." I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's, it's purely out What's of like, not know? knowing. Yes. So, like, yeah, if a if a snake comes all slithery up to you, I'll come and I'll sort it out. Um, and you can come and sort out the spider for me, and then we're easy peasy square. Awesome, because yes. I feel the same way you do about snakes as yes. I, as about spiders. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm. 
Can't do it. So what we're yeah. creating here is a three black halflings, end of the world sort of narrative, mythology, yeah. mm-hmm. if you will, in which it will be uh, Liv versus Snake, me versus yeah. Spider. Uh, I will be controlling uh, both which will the be very similar. and Spider as I, I, as I enjoy yeah. course, both Snakes naturally. and Spiders. <laughs> Fantastic news for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I kind of imagine a scenario where like your right arm turns into snake, your left hand Whoa, turns into spider. Wow, crazy. You know I mean? Both of my uh, hands pop off and become spiders, and then both mm-hmm. of my arms turn into snakes. Uh, oh, like, oh, oh how crazy that's way too that vivid. Be? See, this is the thing. This okay, okay. Just sorry. If if anyone ever needs. If anyone needs an, a better example of why we do, why Jeremy is no longer allowed to call himself the friendly neighborhood DM, I said his left arm becomes a snake and his right arm becomes yeah. a spider. Jeremy then takes that to both my hands <laughs> pop off, scuttling around, become independent spiders, and both my arms then become snakes. Like this, I, it's truly troubling to the degree of which Jeremy takes these things. It's yeah. scary. Uh, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. And then you, I think you would maybe even step on the the contractual agreement that we have that I face a snake and the and the justice faces the spider. I feel like it, oh, I, just, I feel like it's a, a twist. Yeah, exactly. What contracts con- are made? Yeah, to be, be trusted. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, but I did want to say, uh, on, on the subject of what Jasper was saying, there is actually, I have not watched it yet, but I did see on YouTube a new video uh, that is, I think the title is something to the effect of like the arms race between snakes and primates. Uh, the evolutionary arms oh. race and how like over time, I guess, snakes have snakes continued to try and evolve to take on primates and primates have tried to evolve to like escape snakes. Horrendous. Yeah. With humans, we have largely succeeded. Thank you very much. Uh, we keep mm-hmm. snakes as pets now. Like <laughs> uh, we've basically won. Yeah, we've won, uh, at this point. <laughs> I don't know. Go to the Amazonian rainforest and tell yeah. me we won. I will I say the only you, time I that snakes really lose. freak me out. Like Woo-hoo. obviously, if a snake is super venomous, I'm like, ah, yeah, let's not. But yeah, let's if not if the only time, because I'm like, this is just a bad idea. Uh, I love the way that wasn't like a hard like, no for you. That was just like, like I prefer not. not. I this thing, not. It, uh, this could literally turn my blood into Lava. like uh, jelly, <laughs> which can no longer flow around my body. But so, but I'm just gonna go for a soft pass. <laughs> if that's okay. The internal bleeding just isn't worth it. Uh, but yeah. the one that gets. I would me. also <laughs> love to point out that the snakes are definitely losing the arms race because they ain't yes. got no arms. Oh, live! Nice. We just needed to let everyone know. We need to release that clip as well because Liv was genuinely so <laughs> yeah. proud of herself just then. She just did like a full like... Yeah. <laughs> the snakes are je- <laughs> definitely losing. That's right. Race. They you, lose in that you know. arms race. You do know oh, that. No. You know <laughs> it. Uh, no. But anyway, the only time <laughs> the snakes know. really freak me out is specifically mm-hmm. when you see videos underwater in the Amazon mm. River and oh. then you yeah. see a yeah. huge yeah. anaconda swim up to the camera. Because yep. it's yep. stuff that's underwater scares me a lot mm. more than stuff yes. that's on land, yeah. uh, and the and it's well, murky absolutely. water. And so it should because you're outside of your element. And the, just a huge yeah, thing yeah, come yeah, in. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. nah, that's no good. That's no good. <laughs> I'm not in that. <laughs> Again, it's such an understated reaction. You're in the water in an Amazonian rainforest, and an anaconda is swimming towards you. That's not a no. Nah, that's not good. That's a. Oh my God, Gonna die. <laughs> uh, if there's ever a time to lose your shit, Jeremy, I rarely do. <laughs> uh, it is not super common. 
Well, okay, listen to Three Black Halflings live from location. The first one we're doing, Jeremy's getting dunked into the Amazon, and we're going to see if he keeps his problem. Yeah, like, I, might, I might freak out if, speaking of the, uh, speaking of the uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. if that one fish, if I happened to pee in the water and the one fish, what is it called? I can oh, never remember the name. Yeah, the that thing is this, this silver the, something, It's right? the fish that swims mm, up your urethra. Up, up the PC, up no yeah. Good. Yeah, it swims up the stream. Mm. I'm going to Google swim, now your reefer fish literally. and see what its name is. Oh, the no, Kandiru, that's, that's what it's called. Dangerous the Kandiru. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, Kandiru, it's, okay. uh, it's yeah, not bad. good. Don't, don't. If you are ever in, in uh, the, or near or in the Amazon River, do not pee into it. It mm. is not worth it. No. <laughs> okay, what? Well, no. they pee. Wait, how do they get back up? No, you know what? I don't. They don't want to. They, they they're swim. very small, oh, they, and they swear they're basically. They usually feed off of. They swim into fish's gills. I think it's the ammonia or something that mm. they're attracted uh-huh. to, and they swim oh. into the fish's gills and then really stick spines into the <gasps> sides of the fish from the inside and suck their blood. Mm. But oh, in the no. case of people peeing. It's attracted mm. to the ammonia and then swims up whatever member happens to be present. It swims yeah. upstream and then it sticks goes out upstream. Yeah. It can literally go up oh. the stream because they're quite they're small. Very, very they can small. literally go up the stream. And Terrif- they no, will suck blood good. from the inside. Oh, oh terrible. It's not good. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so good. bad. It's not it's not good. Really, it's so really bad. bad. Uh, this is the last thing. This is the last thing that I will share, and then we'll get back to talking about dragons. But I did see this one video of a uh, this this couple. I think they were in Brazil, and they were like, this dude was like, so we were just about to jump in the water, and then we looked down into the water real quick just before we jumped in, and he kind of flips the video around, and there's just like a bunch of logs, and you realize one of the mossy logs is the biggest freaking crocodile oh, you've ever seen in your life, oh, and I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> crocs, crocs no, are no joke. Sir. Crocs are no joke, Jack. No. no. That is no, in the water. You are done. You are done, son. Yeah. You done for There's a reason up. they look the you same now done. as they did millions of years ago. And it's because <laughs> they figured out the formula that works. They didn't need to change. <laughs> yeah. Ain't broke. Don't get <laughs> it on lock. That's honestly, it's it like they got the they the, they have got the Big Mac sauce. They've got the KFC five spice, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like they yeah. got it. Them whatever and it is, they got it. Just absolutely Shot- crushing it. Yeah, I am not a fan of sharks. No killer Can't whales. Orcas. I love Yo, orcas. Talk about apex. Ooh. Orcas, man. But they yeah. apex. Mm-hmm. They are like they they don't they're even have to try. Sharks and they hunt in packs. They eat God sharks. Damn. Yeah, they're wild. Uh, anyway, yeah. we're not talking about that. We're talking about dragons. And uh, yep, back yep, to yep. Ja- yes. Jasper's point, what uh, Jasper was referencing uh, is actually something that was briefly referenced a little bit in Outlaws and Obelisks as well. Uh, I've usually heard it referred to uh, or seen it referred to as the Chaos Kampf, which appears to be a shared cultural myth thought to have been inspired by a hypo- hypothetical proto-Indo-European culture uh, that then spread out and populated uh, areas including like uh, India and throughout Europe that had and and the Middle East as well that had a myth of a storm god fighting some kind of serpent multi-headed serpent dragon like being uh, and that is reproduced over and over and over again in different mythologies like Thor fighting Jormungandr the world serpent uh, Tiamat is, fights Marduk mm-hmm. uh, you have um 
in in uh, Judaism, you have Yahweh fighting uh, the Leviathan. But that's like an older version of like I don't think that Jews today really believe in that as much, from my understanding. But it's it's thought to have been a belief that kind of carried over into the Bible. So when you read like the Old Testament and there are references mm-hmm. to Leviathan, but they never actually mm-hmm. explain who Leviathan is. The assumption seems to be that that was something that the people of the time would have known what they were referring to, and because there is a deity known as Yahweh in the Mesopotamia. Pantheon, who was a storm god, it's thought, and it's thought that Yahweh fought Leviathan. In uh, it was believed to have fought Leviathan and defeated him. Usually, in pretty much in all of these, the rain or storm god wins the fight. So he defeats the dragon, the mm. multi-headed serpent, the sea serpent, etc. Mm. And it is very frequently, it's like uh, it's essentially uh, uh, depicted almost as like order triumphing over chaos at yeah. the beginning of creation, and. We, uh, I had, I had heard of it before because it's referenced a little bit, as I said, in Outlaws and Obelisks, but, uh, one of the, one of the articles that we were researching, uh, specifically about, uh, Yamato no Orochi, the, which is a Japanese, uh, multi-headed serpent, uh, I think who fights, yeah, he's eight-headed and eight-tailed Japanese dragon slash serpent, uh, who fights and then loses. And there's a list on there of various like parallel yeah. fight uh, fights that occur. Uh, many of mm-hmm. oh, I forgot about Zeus versus Typhon uh, in Greek mythology, right. but there's. It's it's a veritable battle royale WrestleMania yeah. like Saint George. They actually list Saint George who, versus the you know dragon I mean? as kind of potentially like a, a descendant of those kinds of myths. And we were like, cool. What if we took that and said instead of the storm god winning, the dragon won. And so eventually, mm-hmm. like the life still developed, people still developed, but now we have a completely different view of things where the serpent-like draconic creatures are seen as kind of like the default supernatural beings, uh, and humanoids mm-hmm. are not. So you may have like a humanoid satanic type figure or an enemy type figure uh, in, in the belief system, but the dragons themselves would be viewed as like essentially representations of great supernatural deities who existed in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. We have all sorts of lore that we're working on about the way that drag, like, uh, I think one thing that kind of aligns with D&D lore a little bit is the idea that um, dragons start, like, dragons coming from eggs, growing up, and in our version, I think, we talk about how dragons, as they get older, tend to stop moving as much because they grow, they just, it's it's kind of mm. like a lobster situation where they just keep growing mm. bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and some of them <laughs> eventually get to the point where they become, like, parts of the land. So, like, you have a city mm-hmm. that's built on top of a dragon, uh, or entire Ooh. nations of people that are built on top of huge dragons that the earth has kind of grown over. But people are like, oh, yeah, mm. underneath there is a huge dragon that is that's been sleeping for like a thousand years. Uh, and Ooh. it's like mm. uh, all sorts of uh, ideas about. Yeah. And like even like even down to like myths that, you know, um, that dragons, you know, that like the night sky is like a dragon yeah. or, or, you know, like uh, the, the 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 sky is literally like the inside of like the a cosmic yeah, dragon. The stars Generally, are all like, like the all, flames all of inside. far off dragons. Uh, nice. And there are dragons who are believed to have gotten so uh, have grown so old and so wise that their minds have like ascended to another plane. And so mm-hmm. it's it's almost like mm-hmm. uh, kind of like the end of her where uh, spoiler alert, uh, a lot of the OSs move on to they like ascend because uh, they realize they have advanced far beyond what humanity can even perceive and understand. 
Also, if you haven't seen Her, by the way, yeah, great, really, go, go check really, it out. Really, really, it's really, phenomenal. Really check it um, I'm ready to check it out. You haven't seen no, it? No, I don't think I have. Oh, right. you just go check it. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. go yeah, check it out. Uh, but it's like the idea of, dra- and we've gone also to the idea of dragons from other cultures. So, like Asian cultures. Yes. Uh, we talk looking at serpents, giant serpents from other cultures as well. Because not every culture, let's be real, has a dragon as such. They have most cultures have some kind of yes. a serpent figure, but it may not be mm. necessarily a dragon. Yeah, like you get like Grutzlanger in in uh, in Africa, for instance, is like quite a common mm-hmm. thing that, that that comes up as like a um, as a kind of like end of days type uh, kind of uh, serpent like figure. Um, and I think that what was, what was really fun about this was that it it got like it just got so many cogs yeah. turning, right? For like different uh, the way that even societies could form. Um, you know, we we basically went down the route that that these dragons are so intrinsically a part of like you know the world's almost like all the areas that they mm-hmm. govern over you know where they get like where they do become so big or so powerful you know that they uh kind of make you know these demands it, much in the same way that i think D law uh you know has you know your kind of uh slightly more um uh uh involved yeah. gods right mm-hmm. the kind of smaller list you know like you're sort of um the a lot yeah. for instance yeah. whose presence is like very much felt like there like in a lot of campaigns will like appear as like a, in a real physical form mm-hmm. and you know things like that but we've kind of taken it in a slightly different direction where it's like the dragons are more like a part of like the yeah. earth and a part of like the physiology yeah of they're the so world. connected with um, nature so like they didn't leave yeah. Yeah. do you know what i mean they it's not like with gods bed where it's like they kind of left or they exist in another yeah. plane it's like they're here and don't some of them literally exist like, as like forms of nature where uh, mm. like where you'll yes. have storms kind of like the way the legendary birds show up in pokemon like in the anime the pokemon anime yeah. where it's like yeah. they're wandering like, storms uh, essentially Bindulu, the the lightning yeah bird. yeah exactly mm. also that yes uh we've also talked about um, the idea that dragonborn in this setting is more of like a lineage than it is an actual like mm. race That you can be like it's something that you it's basically a blessing that has been conferred upon a person from a dragon. Uh, That's kind of how it's looked at is like it's changed your physiology Mm -hmm. to make that. So you can't be really born a dragonborn. It's like you are reborn as a draconic like being. Mm. That's where that's that's how we're reinterpreting. Yeah. And they and they usually hold like high station mm. yeah. and you know things like this. It's, just it's like a prestige lineage. Bringing that bring, bringing back the prestige yeah. classes from 3 3.5 prestige <laughs> yeah. classes. Uh, and yeah, and we absolutely, you know, we, we're playing around and we'll be encouraging all of our players, um, which might be you, listen to this, who knows, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, bring ideas for like, you know, what if you'd have gotten a minor blessing from a dragon? You know, how could that look? How could that manifest itself as a, as a power or as a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You could get a tail, and then you could you could do cool stuff wings. with your tail. You could, you know, maybe, uh, yep, wings would be perfect. Scales, and some of that also ties in with the draconic subclasses that we're looking at. Obviously, D and D has mm-hmm. some already. For some classes, we have one. We have the Drake Warden for the Ranger. We have the Away of the Ascending Dragon for the Monk. Uh, we have the Dragon Dragon it, Lineage of dragon Sorcerer. Dragon Sorcerer. Yeah. Uh, like I can't remember what it's called. Uh, draconic Bloodline. That's what it's called. Draconic Bloodline Sorcerer. Yes. Uh, but th- yeah. we we, uh, we are looking into potentially making more subclasses depending on player needs, of course. Yeah, absolutely. If someone if someone comes to us and says, "Look, I just I want that Dragon Druid," Ooh, <laughs> let's I do this. There for because that's that Dragon Druid you know what sounds I mean? great. I'm so hundred. That's that sounds exactly. really suitable. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm there yeah. for that. So 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the more yeah. I think about it, let's just hard pivot and come yeah. up. With <laughs> I actually am playing right now on Blackwater so, I, D&D, mm. a kobold who serve, who kind of worships Garrix, the fire lord, who's a dragon. Mm. Uh, and he, I have, I'm a, a, a wildfire druid, uh, drake warden ranger multi-class. And so me Ooh. summoning my wildfire spirit is reflavored as me empowering my drake to become like it grows like fire wings and can fly and stuff and gets Sick. way more powerful Sick. and stuff like that. So we're almost there. We've already started yeah. playing in the playground, folks. Foundations are there. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. So yeah, and then I think what this does, it brings us quite well onto, um, this was something that was so funny. Uh, the, like, yeah, I literally was thinking about like wanting to have, I think I literally tweeted something like a week before Fizzbins was announced. <laughs> uh, why isn't there more like yeah. dragons in Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> like, why is it all just like really standard dragons? And then D&D looked at my tweet and went, we've got a week. <laughs> I want Go results. I mean, look, if they did this in a week, I am blown away. <laughs> fair play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair play. Cool fair play. Um, so, yeah, I think what we'll do, it would just be good to maybe, we're not going to sort of devote a whole thing to like digging through all of it because it's a, mm-hmm. you know, these are these are chunky source books. And uh, so we just thought it'd be good to throw out some of the really fun stuff that A, we'll definitely be putting into our campaign, but stuff that you might want to use in your campaign if, like us, you uh, love all things draconic and want to kind of include more uh, stuff uh, into your games. The first thing, if I can jump yes. in uh, mm-hmm. uh, first, one of the things I really would, I'd love to throw out 
out. It's just uh, there's a there's a chapter three is uh, dragons in mm. play. Uh, and it's basically like talking about dragons kind of in a bit more depth, uh, like the lifespan of a dragon, reproduction, the death of a dragon. And there's just some really fun uh, kind of lore and uh, and um, kind of things that go into uh, uh, this. And I think could absolutely uh, give some really cool inspiration for like campaign settings and stuff like that. Uh, and there's like so many roll tables mm-hmm. and stuff in this uh, in this particular th- book, which I always appreciate. Give I us, love a good roll table. Example of a roll Usually, table. I never use one of these roll tables. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going to say I'll, I'll, I, I, I don't, I normally never use them, but I normally always will look at them and go. Yeah. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> it makes you feel good. I, yeah. I see them all the time, and I keep rolling whatever, whatever, whatever dice you need to roll. And then I go, I don't want that one. I'll roll again. Like, oh, okay, no, no, I don't want that one. And then I'll keep doing it until I get what I like. But I think that it's kind of cool because like, then you like, oh, I know which one I want now because I'm disappointed yeah, I didn't exactly. get that one. <laughs> so at least you can make an informed decision about which one you really, really yeah. wanted to go for. Um, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's quite fun. Uh, so yeah, basically there is a, so this one is a dragon death. I think it's pronounced yeah, throws. Thro- or, T-R-H-O-E-S. Or thre- uh, throws? Yes, throws. Yes, yes. Um, and I, it basically, it's a uh, yeah, like what happens. It's almost like a bit of a what a, 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 a what happens when a dragon dies. Mm. Uh, and this is something that me and Jeremy, I think, will probably definitely use because we've been sort of thinking and imagining what these dragons, uh, especially once they get to a certain level, you know, what happens if this one of these these kind of huge dragons dies. I think that, I don't think these are effects are quite to that level, but um, definitely. Just provide something else again, especially if your players are used to playing. Uh, oh, like fighting a dragon, we killed it, we take mm. all its treasure, and then what happens if um, you know you go you right you slay the dragon, roll me a d six. Oh, you rolled a two. The dragon uses its breath weapon one Ooh. last time. <laughs> like, oh, that's, no. like what a great thing! Like imagine how badly beat up you are at the end yeah. of a yeah. dragon fight. Like I Just love on. that. Like I think what like an an amazing little narrative moment where maybe that hero that was holding on by just the last thread oh, gets cooked. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Like or someone who's downed and they go, no, we won't heal him yet because we'll just as long as we take care of the dragon, then we yeah. can heal him. Nah, that Oof. last death save. Saying, do you know what I mean? That last death save is gone. That last death save is gone. It's gone, baby. Um the dragon's body, this is if you roll a three, the dragon's body transforms into stone, metal, lava, ice, or mist. The body dissipates, leaving behind only the transformed heart or other organ. That's also sick. Very oh, wow. cool. That is extremely sick. I, I, I think that what I, like, what I really enjoy about this is that I think when we've been doing a lot of this research about dragons and, uh, you know, the mythology behind them, I think they really, I think we kind of forget that they are a mythical creature mm-hmm. or like, you know, they, they could be like a fey creature or, you know, considered a fey creature or something. We almost view them in Dungeons and Dragons now as like mm-hmm. animals, mm-hmm. which I kind of think is wrong. Like when you think about the basis of what ant dragons represent and, you know, that they are almost at least in mythology, they're this, they're this like big equal to humanity, right? They're this big equalizer. They are supposed to be this incredibly powerful apex predator, which maybe isn't quite as intelligent as us uh, in most cases, but it's so much. Oh yeah. Exactly. Sometimes more intelligent, but like outstrips us pound Mm. for pound when it comes to like strength and just sort of sheer force of will and determination. And, and I think that like, I always find it kind of boring to have just like dragons that are just like, like Smaug mm-hmm. dragons, right? Evil. Like I think that they serve a, 
Yeah, they serve a purpose. They're great for, for, for certain things. But like even just that they're just like, I'm just here collecting my treasure. Because <laughs> yes. I'm like, dude, you've been around for like hundreds of years. Do you not get bored? And all you want to do is just sit on your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you want to buy yourself some nice things? No. You want to go shopping occasionally? You don't want to upgrade? <laughs> no. On this I'm, cave? And the thing is, I personally enjoy <laughs> those types of dragons. I just think it's good to spread it around. Because, look, there are some cultures where dragons yeah, aren't even necessarily yeah, bad. Yeah, sorry, that's what some, I mean, yeah. In some cultures, dragons yeah. are a blessing. They show up and they're like, hey, I got magical powers mm. and I can help you out. Like, it's, but what Jasper is saying in terms of dragons usually representing something that is higher than humanity in some way. That is like, oh, yes, this is, this is something supernatural. When a dragon shows up, it's like, it shouldn't just be like, oh, there's a dragon here. We must fight it. It's like any other monster. Uh, at least the way they function mm -hmm. in mythology, it's like, oh, a dragon. Okay, well. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I think we definitely wanted to, when we were thinking about this setting that we were making, Jerry, there was definitely a point where I think we went, we, we both kind of looked at each other and went, we want dragons to be really scary yeah. again. <laughs> you know, we want the players to look up into the sky, see a dragon oh, God, and go, no. that's one of the dragons we don't I want there to with. be a shadow of the Colossus <laughs> we run moment, where like you were walking and then you're like, yes, oh, that's what exactly. I'm fighting. Oh no. Oh no, mm -hmm. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you see the mountain? That's yeah. its tail. It's like, oh, oh, that was what we oh. came here. Oh no. Yeah, no. Right. No, Ooh, no, right, no. Right, right. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, gotcha. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a do a Jeremy. That's going to be a soft pass <laughs> for me. I, I <laughs> may a, have to soft somewhat stridently say, please no. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to have to be a little firm. Just checked my Google calendar and I am not free, guys. <laughs> I am supposed Sorry, to be. I'm going to have to Wish I could help. I, I have a friend who every dragon is made I, of lightning. I have a so, best friend no. who every single time I ask him if he wants to do something uh, and he doesn't want to do it or he can't do it. He's like, I think I'll pass. <laughs> and I'm just like, bro. I, I was like, that. I was like, I was asking you, like, could we could we hang out? Like, to, or do you want to go see a but... movie? You could just be like, nah, I'm not feeling it. It's like, nah, I'm gonna have to pass. And it always sounds so something so horrible about it, and that's I will be so upset. Like the rejection it, feels so strong. Yeah, but it yeah, I think there's something. There's definitely something in being honest with your yeah. friends. You know, if you just don't fill up to it, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm admirer yeah. of that. But I do think you can you can let a brother I just, down. Like, like, I you know, I completely you like I let all my friends know. Like, hey, if you don't have the mental or physical energy to like do a thing with me, that's a okay, friend. But like, you know, just. Let mm. me know that instead of just... But still... <laughs> yeah. But Liv, I don't know. If you... I mean, look, if you come up with me with a request and I just go, Liv, I'll be honest, I just <laughs> no. don't want to. Okay, look, no. <laughs> no. It's not... That's the thing. It's not like... It's, that. it's like... It's like, oh, hey, I think I need some meat. I think I need to be just like with me. And I'll be like, that's fine. Yeah. You don't yeah, owe yeah, me so anything. I'd still probably be like... Yeah, I'm like, you time? Are you do, do getting a bath and some candles? Yeah, maybe they are. You know like, what? That's none of my business. And this is why people are like, oh, Liv's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, Liv never wants to be able to. It's great. Like, we that, never have to deal playing? with her, but <laughs> she still like gives us gifts for our birthday. She's solid. That's hilarious. Um, did either of you have something that you Absolutely. wanted to throw out from uh, Fisbin's Treasure Rave Dragon? I have some more stuff. I got let's, two let's things. One thing is very short that I want to say first up. Which is I want to give a shout out to mm. Amy Vorpal, who, as I understand it, wrote all of the little Fisbin excerpts in this book. Oh, wow. Yes. Hey. Friend of the show, Amy Vorpal. Oh, I just came across one yeah. of those. Awesome. That's um, very cool. One thing that I thought was one of the more interesting 
elements that was introduced into this book that I don't know if it existed in previous editions, but I had not heard of this in in um, context of D&D uh, is Dragon Sight, an awareness of mm. multiple incarnations of themselves across different worlds of the material plane. Uh, so essentially, okay. dragons can certain dragons can develop what is called Dragon Sight, where they become aware of alternate versions of themselves. Like a multiverse. And they're thing. like, oh, Ooh. I am not the only me. Ooh. Uh, it is wild. Uh, it, I don't know exactly how. I think it's, oh, it says it's most common in ancient dragons. Uh, mm. Most, uh, especially mm. when they're enormous hordes, include items from other worlds or powerful yeah. artifacts whose histories span multiple worlds. Uh, and gem dragons, which is a new thing that was introduced in this book, which I also Very love, cool. uh, are mm. most likely to develop dragon sight. And they become aware of other versions of themselves. And I think not only that, I think they also gain awareness, like the knowledge that them, uh, their other selves have. Mm. Uh do they set up like a gum tree or a Craigslist for like themselves, like like yes. alternate versions where they're like, "Hey, I got a thing. Do you want like I can trade you this thing for my thing?" Other uh, me, it's, yeah. Let me see. Wait, I can't wait, get wait. what you got, so we can let's tra let's trade. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they can actively they can actively cool. communicate with each other. Oh, wow. And it says wow. some ancient dragons with well-developed dragon sight begin to weave grand plans that involve coordinating activities across multiple worlds, culminating in cosmos-shaking events. They've, they must oh, be man. Players of mine and Jeremy's campaign, be very <laughs> afraid. Because that's going <laughs> that's in. That's very exciting. Like, that, like, our dragons be plotting some, you know, ten of me, like ten Tiamats appear. <laughs> 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 that's horrifying you thought you could face There's one so many heads uh, just far too many heads that's so oh. many so many heads um that's uh, that is yeah that's an extremely mm. cool thing i think we'd actually we were talking about this weren't we about the idea of some dragons being able to see in different planes of existence at the same time uh and things like this which i think like all of that kind of thing could be is a, is a very interesting uh and very fun uh, part to play and uh, R.I.P. to the DMs that try and uh, include that because that fit like already my brain like a lot. hurts a little bit trying to think about a dragon trying to conceive of itself. You can meet five different versions yeah. of the same dragon and you're either in the Feywild you <laughs> see the same dragon. You keep defeating it but it keeps coming back and they're like oh how did you get here and it's like I am here and I am there. Or they and didn't like, oh, even oh, know <laughs> okay. they didn't know that there were other versions of them <laughs> Because uh, I, I oh, was, I yeah. this reminds me of a, a thing I had actually. Interestingly enough, the same friend, uh, the I think I'll pass friend, I'll pass, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. created an NPC for one of my campaigns one time. Uh, the premise was that this NPC had found the Fountain of Youth, but he'd made a deal with a fiend in order to find it, and he basically he promised to basically traded celibacy in exchange for this knowledge. And the fiend then found out mm. that he was actually like a legit monk. Like who had already sworn an oath of celibacy. So he was basically just tricking this fiend. And so the <sighs> fiend in return mm. tricked him into thinking that he had to remain on the island that housed the Fountain of Youth and keep drinking from it 
forever or else he would just instantly oh. die. And he had a little Shiba Inu named Frederick. Uh, and Frederick Ooh. eventually over time developed greater intelligence and figured out that this was probably a lie. And so Frederick would swim away from the island. But because this character was like, oh, no, my dog Frederick is dead. He swam away. He must have died out there because uh, he couldn't drink from the fountain. He would then clone another Frederick. And the cycle would repeat itself. And so these Fredericks, because they are a bunch of immortal Shiba Inus, would have all these adventures spanning multiple planes. And so as the players went on their adventures, they would encounter various Fredericks doing various things. And they were just they were just Shiba Inus popping up all over the place. I love that. Yeah, Frederick is now a stand Frederick to be the (laughs) all the Fredericks. um, Except that one Frederick, because fuck that Frederick. We all know who that Frederick is. Uh, Liv. I think the jumps out to you from Fisbane's um, Treasury of Dragons that you'd be interested to use. Uh, yeah, no, I I really like the um, idea of the uh, draconic feats that they have uh, that they have brought yeah. in. Yeah, oh, yeah. like yeah, they got some, some really cool some ones. Like they're really cool. You have oh, what? Which yeah. one did you use? Um, if you can so, remember, so uh, I have used I think chromatic and uh, chromatic. I have not used the gem dragon uh, yet, mm. but I've used both chromatic so and metallic. metallic. The other one. Because awesome. uh, I played a character, mm. actually, uh, Dwayne Fabulosa, the character that I play Ooh, on No Small yeah. Roles, whom Jasper has met now. Uh, I was going to th- tease yes. that. Uh, is Because he is actually secretly a dragon, the way we did that by still having him be like a playable PC is by just get, uh, kind of reskitting his draconic aspects as those feats. That's that's. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm glad that you've had a chance to play them. I think I might use one the next time I get an ASI, which is, I keep multi-classing, so never. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, you have like um, gifts uh, of the chromatic dragon, the gem dragon, the metallic dragon. I believe that's all at the moment. Um, but they have like, I really like the metallic dragon one, which has protective wings where when you or another creature you can mm. see within five feet of you is hit by an attack roll, you can use a reaction to manifest spectral wings from your back for a moment. Um, you grant a bonus to the target's AC equal to your proficiency bonus against that attack roll, potentially causing it to miss. That is so cool. That is, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And like the fact that they're spectral wings, yeah. real cool. Yeah. And like, if you're going mm. off of like your, uh, what you mentioned, the dragonborn lineage is like a gift from a dragon. Like, like you were saying, maybe this is like a minor gift. Like how, that how does ex- it play into Liv, your that's world? That's exactly what's in my notes. We actually oh, talked oh about my, this. Oh my God. Oh, it's like, we're, oh, we're so in the thing. See, that's why you're here, Liv. You know what I mean? You're just on Thank the same you. level. You know what I mean? You're just on the wavelength you know right it. now. That's, yeah. that's unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. Um, but no, like it, working, even if you're not um, playing in um, Jasper and Jeremy's fantastic um, campaign, which you should definitely do if you're you know thinking about it, maybe do it. Um, but uh, yeah, you, like including that in like in other characters outside of this world, like, imagine that. That's so cool. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, I have spectral wings. Why? What's going on there? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. I, I really like it. Yeah. yeah. It's extremely cool. I think it's extremely cool. Um, uh, I think it's worth noting as well that there is uh, a kind of breakdown of draconic um, races as well, which kind of basically expands on the Dragonborn um, kind of, mm. uh, yeah, basically expands upon Dragonborn uh, lineages. So you get now uh, chromatic Dragonborns, you get gem Dragonborns, which by the way, the artwork for the gem Dragonborns is just really yeah, sick. Really like they, 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 they've got kind of like the normal horns, but it's kind of like they're kind of almost like broken, but they're still kind of yeah. floating 
in the yeah. same place where the horns should be and stuff. And I'm just like, it just looks really sweet. Like, I really mm. love that. Um, and then metallic dragons, uh, which uh, are just, I mean, just pretty, sounds pretty baller. Um, so I quite like the fact that we've got different uh, kind of um, options then. I think that if I'm not wrong, I, I kind of, I, I didn't actually find it just then, but I think there is even a, um, uh, a, a kind of system whereby you can create a kind of more, a, what is like more of a dragon uh, as opposed to uh, like, you know, as in if you wanted to say have like wings or whatever, there's like mechanics for you for, to create a player character, which looks more like a typical dragon as opposed to just a dragon born, uh, which I think uh, is pretty damn cool because I would love to play just a yeah. dragon. <laughs> just like a, just like uh, a and I would love it if one of our players yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Do you yeah. Mean, like yeah, like a wormling or a drake yeah. or something. Uh, Jeremy, you want to throw out something else, and then we'll chat a little bit more about the. the I'll sh- throw out two very uh, two quick things. First one, breath weapons. Mm. I love that mm. the breath weapons, uh, specifically in the Dragonborn breath weapons, which I think they have improved because I was never a huge fan of the uh, Dragonborn breath weapons prior to this. I love mm. that they get more uses now, and it can replace one attack instead of taking mm. the whole action. Because uh, hmm. that is way more useful for martial classes, hmm. for example. Uh, plus, they standardized the dimensions of the blast according to the category of Dragonborn, I believe. I'd have to recheck, but I think they actually did. So before it was like acid is a line, fire is a cone, lightning is a line. This one is – it is just like it was It was a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, nah, man, it's a cone of acid because you're this kind of Dragonborn. Or it's a line of fire because you're this kind of dragonborn. Uh, I believe that I believe that uh, Mm. is correct. Um, Oh, so it depends basically whether you're chromatic gem, yeah, or metallic, um, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. As opposed, yeah, that makes a that 100 percent make because the physiology is the thing that would determine whether it went in a line or it was a general kind of area or you know. um, And I yeah, and I always thought lightning should be able to be AOE if uh, if, like it's like more like almost like leading towards electricity. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah, chromatic chromatic is a line. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, chromatic dragonborn is a line. Uh, Gem dragonborn is a cone, and uh, metallic dragonborn is also a cone. Uh, And I Mm -hmm. liked that. Uh, And also that the damage is different now. Uh, the da- they change the I think amount of damage you can do, uh, and they have additional abilities to separate the different kinds of dragonborn. So like gem dragonborn gets psychic powers, metallic dragonborns uh, can get enervating breath, repulsion breath, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and uh, chromatic dragonborns get uh, chromatic warding. Uh, which for one minute makes you immune to the type of damage you uh, associated with your chromatic oh, wow. ancestry. That one's pretty cool as well. Uh, mm. And then the other thing That's that I wanted cool. to flag up is the elegy for the first world. At the very beginning of the book, the lore building starts from the very beginning of this book and establishes a – basically it tells a creation story uh, revolving around – Tiamat, Bahamut, and Sardior, who I was not familiar with prior to this, but I believe did exist um, wow. as far back as first edition. Wow. So they brought him back. Whoa. It looks like it looks like he oh, had not been in the game since third edition, and they brought him back as the mm. gem dragon. Uh, but he essentially essentially what it creates is uh uh, three draconic deity type figures uh, that establishes essentially the three categories of dragons and dragonborn 
uh, later in the book. And I just, I think the creation story is very interesting and well-written and, and cool. And the idea that dragons yeah. have their own creation story already establishes more of a culture for dragons, yes. which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah, and I think it, and like, like I think that my main overriding thing is I just, I just really enjoy the fact that this is putting dragons back more, more back into that kind of mytho- uh, mythological and kind of like magical space, mm. right? Where they're not just like animals; they are, you know, they are magical and mythical creatures in the same way that, like, I don't know, uh, a unicorn mm. or something. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like they're all they have like an, an innate magic, and they can have that kind of uh, a connection as well to the world around them. Because it always found me very strange that like dragonborns for instance don't have like magical any kind of mm. innate magic but like elves do yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean or like because they come from the fae but i'm like dra- like dragons should absolutely have some sort of like uh some innate thing which links to you know their their ancestral their link to dragons which are in my opinion at least um uh, or in from my preference i i like the fact that they are uh, inherently magical creatures just to really quickly throw out because uh, it's just one of the things that I uh, enjoy whenever new uh, source material comes out. Just some truly horrific monsters oh, that yeah. if you would like to throw out at your party real quick. First of all, this one's not horrific. This one's just like my new favorite thing in D&D generally, and I will be begging every future DM to let me have one, which is the Lion yeah. Drake. It's a, it's a cute lion boy, but it's a dragon, and I love it so much. It is the cutest damn thing, and I want one, and Jeremy, please. <laughs> want That's that. Uh, then okay, so then it gets. To, then we start to get a little more horrific. We get to um, uh, we get to the deep what like deep dragons. They're kind of like these kind of very pale uh, kind of like it literally imagine like fish at the bottom of the ocean. You know how like they, they like don't have eyes, or if they do, they're kind of these like watered out kind of things, mm. and they look kind of mm. nasty. Uh, then another one I'd love to flag or two more to flag the eye drake. Check out the artwork for the Eye Drake. It's oh, I'm checking it out right now. Yeah, check oh, it out right now. I'll wait to describe it to you. That's no good, <laughs> but also no. great. It's not. It's, it's not good. The artwork Ooh. is great, but it's not good. This uh, for for those of you listening at home. Uh, this is a dragon which has a big yellow eyeball in its mouth and further beholder-like eyeballs on its wings. And it's effectively just like a slug. And no eyes in its Uh, head. (laughs) That's the thing, no eyes in its actual eye sockets. Eye stalks everywhere. But in its mouth. Yeah. So I can only imagine that its eye slit opens to allow food in which is even more horrific. Yeah, unless it eats through its eye holes. It's truly, truly a nasty, nasty boy. (laughs) Absolutely, um, but also oh wait, just in, just in case you weren't worried about it, by the way, players also has beholder like yes. abilities, including mm. a death ray. So be very yep. afraid. <laughs> and then the last one I wanted to throw out, just because how truly horrific. I was Horde literally mimic. looking at that one. I was Again, like, I knew, I knew it was going to be that one. <gasps> no! Check out the artwork. It's 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 literally like a pile of coins with teeth coming out of it. It's oh, really no. awful. That's, it's really, really rough. awful. Oh, but dear. It's really rough. I'll throw out the oh, hollow so dragon. The hollow, hollow dragon, dragon is also, oh, I don't know if I've seen this is one. also a little gnarly. Ooh, oh, that uh, looks pretty cool. Oh, it's no. really cool, but it's like, ooh. Ooh, no. It's like, it's it's Whoa. basically, it's an undead it's like armor. that, uh, let's see, I guess it's like a dragon skeleton corpse that has been reanimated. Uh 
Whoa. It has an ability called Reconstruction, where when it uh, when it is reduced to zero hit points, its body breaks into nine pieces: two arms, two legs, two wings, a tail, a torso, and a head. Each hmm. piece is a large object with an AC of 19, 27 hit points, and immunity to psychic and poison damage. And after one d six days, if all the pieces are still within six miles of each other, they all teleport to the location of the headpiece and merge with it. Whereupon the hollow dragon regains all its hit points and becomes active again. Joys, that's um, ridiculous. I, that is ridiculous. I will also throw out the elder brain dragon, which is basically an uh, like Rough. a. Yeah, oh, a mind no. flayer dragon. Awful. The, like, the tentacles. It, the, the, those tenties. Oh, oh my, they're coming, the out, of coming out of its The thing coming out of its mouth is very H.R. Geiger alien. Yeah. CR22. I was literally looking at the CR, yeah. Boy. Good it's, lord. Uh, it's got a, it's got a te- telepathy range of five miles. <laughs> it's just going to be in your Tadpole head. Tadpole Brian Brett. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, no. What this does is... Uh, it, <laughs> This is rough. You have to make a, a DC twenty two. To be fair, that's fairly that's fairly normal for like I think adult dragons and ancient dragons. I guess like a level. But yeah, yeah, you take ten d ten psychic damage yeah. if you fail, and on a success or fail, that's either either a success or a failure. You, if you are not a construct or undead, you are infested with elithid tadpoles. While infested, infested, the creature takes 3d10 psychic damage at the start of each of its turns. They can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself after it succeeds on three of these saves. What that means is, if this thing uses its breath, everything, regardless of whether or not it saves, I believe, uh, yes, regardless of whether or not it saves, takes a minimum of 3, 6, 9, 14 d10 Damage. Oh. Spread out over, oh I guess, three to four turns. Uh, a minimum that's if, that's of 14. if you make the save and a max- every single time. That's every single time. And so what, like a, a a maximum of, if you fail each one, that's 20... Uh, if you fail eight? all, yeah. Well, D10? and it just keeps going. That's the other thing. It just keeps happening to you. You have to oh, succeed. Yeah, you just have to succeed on three saving mm. throws. And here's the interesting thing: uh, if you're reduced to zero hit points while infested, the creature is stable but remains unconscious for six d12 hours. When the period of unconsciousness ends, the creature transforms into a mind flayer. Oh my goodness! Whoa. Now that's a this thing. This this is the mother. This is mother alien. This is yeah. the mother alien. This is like this is like when you think the alien is bad, and then you walk into a like you know you fought a bu- bunch of mind flayers. You walk into a room and you see a huge egg sack, and you go that doesn't uh-huh. look good. And then you see this. You see the elder yeah. brain dragon. You're like that's oh. what you yeah. see. Oh no. Also, like bad news for spellcasters. Oh, it's shooting tadpoles. By the way, I think you can you can <laughs> get rid of the infestation uh, other ways if you're still conscious. So if you're targeted okay. by magic that ends a curse, so like remove curse, possibly also greater restoration, but mm. I have to look, or restores forty hit points or more. So like a mm. heal spell or something like that. Mm. The tadpoles mm. infesting the creature are killed instantly. However, That's that doesn't apply if you've been reduced to zero hit points. If you've been reduced to zero hit mm. points, the only thing that will get rid of these tadpoles is a wish. A wish spell. No, a of course it's a wish spell. My God. That means that you oh, run man. a very, when you rough. encounter one of these things, you run a very real risk of more than one party member being turned into a mind flayer. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, what, uh, all I'm saying is, unless you have a zealot barbarian in your team, don't, don't even, even try bother. <laughs> also, like, any. Because they're about the only ones that Any going healing down. spells and stuff. Any, like, I don't know if you've thrown out a beacon of hope or whatever. They, this, this guy's got something called Shatter Concentration, where he can just, like, you, if it's grappling a creature, it just ends your concentration on a spell and then you take damage. Like, this is disgusting. That's, and that's a legendary yes. action. So literally, you could cast a concentration spell and they can go, nah, I'm okay. And just, they eat it. <laughs> like, that's they eat ridiculous. It. That's, they also has four that's legendary ridiculous. resistances. Yeah, not even the natural, not even three. It's four. That's not fair. I'm using this thing. Three is rude. I'm using this thing. I don't Personally. know Didn't how Vecna or when. Didn't have four in the, at the end of Critical Role campaign one? That's how yeah. many legendary resistances he sure. had. It was like four <laughs> or five that he had. You know, you know how we had that idea of doing like each of us making like a level twenty yeah. character and running a gauntlet. Yeah. I think we should put this <gasps> at the end. Oh my god, can we find <laughs> the thing? This? Is, this do doesn't it. have with level twenty characters. This thing doesn't have that much health to be able to stand up to level twenty characters. But the problem is, yeah, but it only needs to hit you once before it's that's be a real the thing. issue. <laughs> that's what's bad about it. This thing is <laughs> unlikely to be like because it's only immune to psychic and it's uh, it's immune to psychic and it's immune to being charmed and frightened. Has no other resistances, no other <laughs> immunities. Mm. Uh, this thing's <laughs> tough. It's very very tough. But <laughs> it's for level twenty characters. Not not unstoppable, but what mm-hmm. that does all uh, eight, eighty foot fl- eighty foot flight speed though, my dude, that's not fun. Yes. Like if your DM decides to be an ass about that, like yeah, I can't, you, I like, can't you know hide from I mean. this thing. It's a rogue either. Where, where, they, where the real yeah, problem yeah, is. Mm. Well, yeah, that's rough. Uh, yeah. But but where we really yeah. have the problem is with that tadpole brine breath. Because if it if it uses yeah. that and knocks one person unconscious, and nobody in this party has wish, Might that's play. it. That's it. It it could wow. at maximum of fifty hours unconscious or minimum of twelve hours to get to somebody who has a wish spell and uh, use it. I love that They're though. High. That is fucking baller. The though. That's are such high. a like what a what a great just like I guess we've got a new mission. Yeah. Like let's go find someone who's got a wish spell because otherwise this guy's gonna start beaking out the back of my brain. <laughs> That's a really cool book. So for good. Me. Love it. I really like yeah. this. It's a really cool book. I I I really love this. Uh, this is something that I uh, w- have wanted for a long time. I just always felt like dragons felt so boring. Like go, you know, you'd literally go on like you know your D and D Beyond or your Bestiary for for, for uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and you type in dragon, and you kind of just got like red and green yeah. and black and da, 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 and and ancient and young and Drake, and that was kind of like it really. And I, I think that was the thing that surprised me. I was like, this is Dungeons and Dragons, and we've only got like. I, I, realistically like two or three types of different dragons because like the red and the green and the, they're, they're all the same you know what i mean they all pretty much do the same stuff you know i, I feel like it's hard to surprise your players i was literally i think mo- pretty much every dragon if i've ever done i've homebrewed some element mm. to their abilities to just try and make them more threatening to make try and make it a more mm. dynamic fight and where my players aren't just like ah, i know what's gonna yeah. happen like, do you know what I mean? I know what we need to do here. You know what I mean? Uh, I've read this. Whereas, put one of these things, put one of these elder brain dragons, and I mean, f- throw out the rule book because I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. They've gone uh, hard. It's, that's that's rough. Yeah, hundred and twenty foot line, fifteen foot wide as well. Like that's no it really joke. Is not. 120 foot and it can move up now, to Now thankfully it's feet. not a cone. Realistically you need to <laughs> But still. Mm-hmm. Yo, oh, uh, but still it. even it with a cone, a, it's a 15 but foot wide is, line that's what it is. Yeah. With that movement yeah. speed. But the, the, the thing that's what I'm saying 
it, it, that's what I'm saying. With that movement speed, you, you, the, the safe distance from this thing is 210 yeah. feet away for a single turn. And then you've got to move another 210 yeah. feet away to be safe. You know what? It's like <laughs> an amazing moment. It's again. just like you're, all, your, all of the players are just like, you know, making sure they're spread out so that they are not in a cone. And then you whip out the line. You whip it out. And then people are like, oh, mm. oh no. Yeah. Ah. We didn't stand in a line. We didn't stand in, in a clump, but we did yeah. stand We're in a line. We're all 10 feet apart. In the line. <laughs> yeah, it's a 15 foot. Uh, like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 15 um, foot, so. Okay. Yeah, We're all dead now. This, this has, this for me, this genuinely does have feel, like TPK oh, yeah. feels to it. I'll be honest. Because like pure, like it's the after effects. It's the afterburn. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the, it's the, the, the party is in this cave now, but they're all still taking damage from these tadpoles, which aren't that's, dead yet. That's also so disgusting. Like you could get real yeah. nasty with like, you see oh. them moving under your skin uh, and stuff. With the, it, mm. oh, that is like the worst. The, the mummy, like literally oh, I can yeah. still picture so viscerally, Scar- like that scene in the mummy where you see the oh. little scarab beetles like inside the dude's skin. Yeah. Ooh. Also, imagine if you imagine if you killed this thing and then rolled a two on the dragon throws table, <gasps> and it used its breath weapon again oh. one last time. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's good. Yeah. Jeremy's getting oh, so many ideas. This is like I feel like this is Jeremy's like love child. This book. is like the the thing that Jeremy dreams this? about. Like he's like imagine throwing this. <laughs> it was me and Amy Vorpal. <laughs> be so. It's <laughs> just writing oh. this whole book. Yeah, literally together. I can't believe it. Writing this whole thing. Um, but yeah, big fan, big yeah. fan of this, uh, and I cannot wait to employ some of these things uh, for our game. What level are people going to be for our game, Jeremy? At D and D in the castle, uh, we have not know. decided. I think we were thinking we have not decided like a medium yet. level, right? I think I've, a medium level. I think there's room for progression, though. I think it's yeah. fun. We're in, you know, we're, we're going to be playing some long sessions. We're definitely not going lower uh, than three. So yeah, I think and we're probably not going to be higher than fifty. No. It's, uh, but there's a good no. chance it'll be between five. Yeah, we're not no, there's a good chance it'll be between like five and, you... and five and like twelve or something. Yeah, I think between five. I'd say five yeah. and ten. You know, we can get maybe nice. we can get up to. But could you imagine trying to run a four day session in which everyone's level fifteen above? It's a lot. I don't. I don't know if I could physically. I don't even know if I could do. It. I would run out of things. <laughs> <laughs> like there are a limited number of things that could stop a party of this. You know, uh, things get real, real life or hard death on when you get level 50. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of RV. Oh, yeah. Keep them talking. <laughs> yeah, a lot of RV. A lot of, of mini-games. A lot of shopping <laughs> trips. <laughs> well, that's the beautiful thing, is that we can be there as emotional support animals for each other, Jeremy, when yeah. we get whomped really hard by our players. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of soothing <laughs> massages being given mid-DM game. Mm. Like, mid-game. <laughs> Mid-DMing. The yeah. other one is yeah, just yeah, massaging yeah, the other one's shoulders. If you want to witness that... Uh, where where can they go to sign up for D&D in a castle, Jasper? Well, there will be a link uh, in the description below. So uh, even better than me reeling off a, a website for you, just literally right now, look at your phone, unlock your phone. Don't, if you're driving, nope, nope. stop immediately. Don't do this. Put it away. Put it down. Wait till you're finished. Pause the episode. Come back when you're not driving. No, I'm joking. Well, you can carry on listening, but just don't be checking your phone. But uh, if you are in a safe environment of which to do so, pull out your phone right now. Look at the podcasting app and then scroll to our episode, click on it and be like, oh, what's this? All these links. First of all, on these, there's lots of handy links here. You can find out where to follow us and all that kind of stuff. And you can just click a button. It's right there. So it's great. But you will find on this episode a link to where you can book <gasps> tickets. You can book tickets to come and play 
Me? Dungeons and Dragons in a Ooh. castle, in a freaking Ooh. castle, with both me yeah. and Jeremy. We'll both be playing NPCs, so you get to play with us, and you also get to be DM'd yeah. by us at the same time. I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm hyped yeah. about I'm very hyped yes. about this. Like, I genuinely am like, this is gonna be four days. I was literally describing to these guys how busy I was yeah. in my, like, day-to-day life. This is gonna be four days where I escape. <laughs> I am not gonna be... Jasper is no longer mm-hmm. gonna be here. It is gonna be... I am gonna be in a world of dragons and uh, magic and fantasy and mystery and it is gonna be so good and I'm gonna bust out some of my favorite Ooh. characters that I've never gotten yeah. to play as guest NPCs, maybe even some pl- like characters that we played <gasps> might oh appear goodness. as NPCs. You know what I mean? I'm 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 wondering. You know what happens? Maybe maybe Mookie <gasps> could be around here or Tovo. Maybe might just might just turn Tobo, up and be like. And, and in hey, this now, in this world, uh, Camel is actually a lion Drake. Uh, yeah, a lion Drake. And Tovo will be like, I prefer Alter- this world. alternate Tovo. You're really pulling your weight now. <laughs> just Camel. hanging out. I'm really, really pulling your weight now. You're actually, you're, well, you're a challenge rating seven. Dang, Thank you, my <laughs> I am so pleased to finally please you. I hope this comes to, I hope this comes to fruition. And you will only see this live in person. This will not be recorded. This will not be uploaded to another platform. This is an exclusive just for people who uh, come play D&D in a castle. I'm so, 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 so genuinely so excited about this. Um, I'm just very excited to get to play D and D in person. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, have a good, have a, a great session. So I'm very, very excited. I think as well uh, for future ones, we'll absolutely be trying to drag Liv what? along with us. Liv is also yeah. busy. Yeah, you know what I mean? But like, I think Liv's got to be. That sounds there. like a, well, that sounds like a right laugh. So. It does. Yeah. No, I'll. I'll. <laughs> Liv, would you would you want a DM or would you want a NPC? Because you Ooh. can also because like so on top of all of this, by the way, all this magicalness mm-hmm. is happening. There are like professional TTRPG players like the ones we listed at the top who will just be floating around as NPCs. Mm, yep. So like some of them might just jump into the game and just sit and play with us. Yeah. For a, yeah. Like it's extremely cool. I'm very excited for it to happen. What would you? What I, do you I think I could. I think I could make a good floating NPC. I think I could do some good stuff with mm. that. Yeah. I think that'd be really yeah. fun, to be honest. Like, as much I, I want a DM, but like, I genuinely think I would have a great <laughs> time just floating around as like Blaven or Gotten or whatever. One of like my favorite characters that I played on the first yeah. watch, who's basically just Jason, a Jason Statham furball. <laughs> I'd love to just walk yeah. around and be like, "All right, what's happening here?" Then <laughs> <laughs> so I just sit down at a table, DM'd by B. Dave Walters, and be like, "Hey." <laughs> I would wait until like the prime moment you where are. like there was a huge battle going on and then I would just kind of like slip my way and mm. just like oh having a battle are we well <laughs> <laughs> you just appear you yeah. do a sneak attack and then leave yeah literally <laughs> yes. you're welcome yes. you didn't yes. do anything Insult everyone Goodbye. and then just, <laughs> just, just mockery out. everyone and then leave you know <laughs> Do you know what I just you you know what you just you, you just kind of give me an Ooh. idea, which is interesting, and uh, I have to have this conversation yeah. with Jeremy. But I I was thinking, you know what would be fun, right. Jeremy, when we get into like a big battle, yeah, you know, big old yeah. boss battle. Do it, do it, do maybe it. you come in, maybe you NPC, maybe you play that boss oh. battle. We get a bit of PvP going on. You know what I mean? And I do all the area, I do all the minions, but you, my dude, you're the big scary bad guy. Because I think that infinitely makes battles so much we harder. Two people if like, strategizing. the bad guy had one. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? 
You know what I mean? That's, cool. that's scary for players. That's scary for. Maybe they do need to be level 15. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they do. They need to be. I don't want to kill them on this. Like, I don't want to be to be a TPK on this weekend. That would be rough. Uh, <laughs> they can just make new characters, right? You get killed Fine. in the first battle. We need to introduce. We'll, we'll oh, develop some kind out, of resurrection mechanics. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> It'll, yeah, be it'll be a whole afterlife It'll be system. fine. You'll come back as a badass dragon. Yeah. It'll be fine. Uh, it'll be absolutely fine. But I think that's about everything for this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed us talking a little bit about uh, our homebrew world and uh, Fizzbin's treasury of dragons. Liv, yes. Kennedy, where can people find you on well, the Well, they can find me over on Twitter at Magic. Jeremy Cobb. Where can people find you Well, on folks can find me on Twitter at Jeremy Cobb one, and that's Cobb with two B's Ooh. and the number one. And the yeah. number one. Sorry, I thought you. But were you can always. No, oh, I don't forget anything. I've never, never forgotten forget. a single thing. On this show. I never forget. Not a single thing. Yeah, yeah. Except for all of the intros and all of the outros. Never that you a single <laughs> thing. <laughs> Not a every one. single time. Jeremy goes so pip. William Fancy Sun has a steel trap of a memory. Oh, of course. (laughs) Yes, but Jeremy Cobb has the memory of a sieve when it comes to outros on the Patreon. Uh, Speaking of the Patreon, if that sounds like something you would enjoy, uh, more shenanigans, more bonus episodes, live streams, hangouts, uh, all of these things are available over on our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash tbhalflings. You can find me on the Tinterwebs at JW underscore Cartwright and the show at 3 Black. Halflings. That's the number three black halflings on the Twitters. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode. I think that it's about everything. So we'll see you next week. So long, Shire Folk. So long, Shire Folk. So long, Shire Folk. Here. I said so long, shy folk. 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 I love you dearly. What time is it? That is right. It is time to thank some glorious people who have signed up to our Patreon and have access to all of the incredible goodies that you get over there at patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings. But did you know we actually have a new stretch goal on the Patreon? That is right. If we can hit 550 patrons, which is just over 100 more patrons than we have currently, we are going to start work on an Outlaws and Obelisks mini source book. A sort of supplement book which will contain loads of homebrew stuff, locations, lore, you name it, so that you can run your games in the amazing world of Utarum that was created by Jeremy Cobb and the crew. So, if that sounds like something that you would enjoy, why not head over and check out all the incredible stuff you can get on the Patreon and help us towards that goal. Not to mention, if you are one of the 550 Patreon that helps us hit that goal we will be giving you the mini source book for free free of charge how incredible how generous we are (laughs) no incredibly how generous are you thank you so much for all of the love and support i can't tell you what it's doing for us 
enabling to bring new people on board uh, this wonderful journey all the time and continue to expand and do more and more amazing things. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope that when we hit that, the, uh, that stretch goal, we can really deliver something awesome for all of you. But enough of me waffling on. Let's thank some patrons. First up, I would love to thank Laura Krembili, Hirishi Venkatesh, Norema Kid, Kelsey, Seth Kirby, Dylan McElhaney, Cayenne Starley, Amanda, Boneclaw the Twice Dead Kobold. So good. I want to know what the story is behind that. Please drop us a message and let us know. Douglas Chu, Adam Stigal, Adam Manwith, Munch Machine. That's like me tonight. I got my cookies right next to me and I am getting through them. Gray, Madeline Conker, Kelly McHugh, Marlena, Sonia, Charles Hall, Aiden Curry, Squid Battenberg, and Joshua Robinson. But that's all for this week. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and you are excited for next week. So long, Shire folk. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>